Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to The Gold Derby Show on the Gold Derby Podcast Network. Welcome back to Gold Derby. I'm Chris Rosen. I'm joined by Joyce saying, Joyce, today, Wednesday night, we're doing this, the Screen Actors Guild Awards. Are we you just going to make this a nightly thing every week? <laughs> I feel like we could. I mean, like it worked for NBC. It's like right? like after dark. It definitely feels a little darker in my in my office here. Well, your, your tree is gone. All yeah, right. no tree. That's gone. And not really a lot of lights. Maybe I should get a ring light or something. That's, you have such good lighting in your spot. I'm That's just, light. you know, I have a lot of ring lights to give you. I, I was sent a lot in the past two years. <laughs> I haven't gotten one. If you're watching this and you have an ability to send somebody a ring light, I would not turn it yeah. down, I guess. I don't even, are we allowed to even do that? I don't even know. But if you have a ring you're, light. You're saying you can be bought, basically. Well, for we big get, ring, we get, big like, ring some light. On con hashtag ad. Yeah, big ring for big ring light. I'm in. I'm in the. I'm in the bag for them. But Joyce, uh, kidding aside, Screen Actors Guild Awards. We were we're so excited. Uh, the nominees are announced today. Lots of surprises and snubs. I would say. Uh, yeah, uh, a, a lot. A lot of things happened today. <laughs> so uh, let's start with the actual nominees, and then we could. Uh, maybe go through the nominees and then figure out like where we went wrong. I, I got, I got smoked on the film side of things. We're going to do this uh, just as film for now. And then if you're watching this and are like, when are they going to talk about TV? We're going to do another one of these. So if you're watching this and haven't seen the TV one, uh, go watch the TV one. And if you're watching, we, we just want came, a, a more time to talk about succession. That's yes. all. Yeah. And if you came from the TV one, which we'll post as well. Hello. Nice <laughs> to see you here on the film side of things. Uh, but yeah, Joyce, let's start. The, the, let's just start right at the top of the ensemble. Uh, you had said, I feel like for months that power of the dog was not going to make it in here. And I had it out for months and then I put it in the last yesterday or the other day. And I was like, it's obviously getting in. It did not. Why, get why did you do that? I was just, I got fooled by the odds. It was like second in the odds. And I was like, I know it's going to get three acting nominees. And it did. And I was like, it's probably going to get an ensemble, even though I would argue it's not like, you know, I don't know. Is it an ensemble? I guess, who knows? This is all of these track here. The nominees for ensemble were Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, House of Gucci, and King Richard. Um, yeah, you know, very good day for House of Gucci. We're going to talk about the BAFTA long list uh, a yes. little later, but the, that also came out today uh, an hour before SAG nominations. Uh, yeah, so I, I never had Power of the Dog in. It it just like reeked of, you know, like I, I said this before, like Marriage Story, like Shape of Water, like uh, a top best picture contender that gets like multiple individual nominations. Although like shape also missed for Octavia Spencer who did get an Oscars, but uh, it just, it just, it, it's like too like highbrow artsy type for the populism of SAG. And yeah, I never had it in. Um, I like, I think I got like two or no three, maybe. Yeah. Three. I got three. I, yes, I feel like Belfast the three... Coda and don't look up. I got that. Those. So I had Belfast Coda and uh, King Richard. I felt like those were like the three, the most locked. And I guess in our, and then parsing down from there, I think Belfast and Coda were like the ones most people definitely expected and got. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I, out- I had King Richard for a long time and then I like dropped it like last week, I think, for the harder they fall, which like did not get it. <laughs> I had a I dropped Don't Look Up for being the Ricardos because I was like, oh, I really kind of I went in on Javier Bardem. And then the spoiler alert for that ended up being right. 
And I was like, oh, it'll get in for ensemble. But that was that was yesterday when I asked you if I should put in Javier. Yes. And then you're like, I'm going to do it and I'm going to go all in with being well, the Ricardo's. <laughs> here's something I think I learned from these predictions. I feel like uh, I went against my gut because I was just like, I like these. Like I left when I first saw being the Ricardo's, I was like. Tommy Rodham is definitely getting, I really felt like he was getting in. Like you were like raving about it. And then you're like, I can see all four getting in. I could see all four getting in. I can honestly still see three getting in. JK Simmons got snubbed here. Probably not. But I was like, I was weighing on it. And I just was like, oh, even though I still like movie, I've actually seen it like a ridiculous, I've seen it like three times, Joyce. It's, it's pretty strange. I watched like, it. Like since it hit Amazon. Well, total. I saw a screening and then since it hit Amazon, I saw it two more times. Uh, so it's definitely like weird that I've seen it that much. I'm not the, it's not like my favorite movie, but I really liked it. I think it's a good movie and it got raked over the coals, obviously in the reviews and like on film Twitter and stuff. And I was like, ah, I should really, I'm going to change my mind and this and that. Anyway, I went back to Javier Bardem and that was right. But then on other ones, I was like, oh, you know, maybe I, I took out things that I think I should have left in. I had toyed with the notion of, for instance, taking out Kristen Stewart. Cause I just felt like you were saying, like you've been saying for a while, the uh, the SAG is more mainstream, let's say. And as uh, we learned from when I first saw Spencer way back at Telluride last year. Your, your friend. <laughs> my unnamed lady friend behind me at the screening was like, that sucked. And I was like, oh, that was really good. And uh, she maybe was more akin to the the voting committee, uh, the nom- nominating committee at SAG than I was because uh, Chris Stewart was snubbed. Uh, but we'll get to Best Action in a second, just wrapping up Ensemble. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You had Harder They Fall. I had being Ricardo's. I had Power the Dog. Uh, uh, yeah, I also had West Side Story, which uh, only got in Ariana DeVos in Supporting Actress. And I, this just confirmed that you know, the screeners were too late. I, I like bet on that. I, I actually, the only nominee I had going, we predicted was Ariana because I was like, mm-hmm. I think because she's playing uh, Anita in West Side Story, it's an undeniable like nomination, basically. Well, also like she's 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 also built up so much momentum. Like she's right. become like the the acting representative of that movie, even though it could like feasibly get multiple acting nominations at the Oscars still. But she's and, been like winning all the critics' awards. And she's also like been in a lot of things. I mean, she was in like, you know, she was in prom. She was in Yes, uh, everyone she, remembered her from prom last year. <laughs> well, I mean, like they probably saw it though. You know what I mean? And, they like, definitely saw like, her in Hamilton. I don't know if they know she's in Hamilton. Right. So yeah. I feel like she was the one who got in. And that I bet on the fact that I think this late screeners would hurt West Side Story. Yeah. When you look at like, the nominees in supporting in supporting actor and ensemble, I think it's hard to argue that if they were as widely if West Side Story was at sent a physical screener instead of a digital screener, I think it would have gotten in. I just feel like it probably would. Yeah, I think it would have too. And that this was, it just confirmed like, you just have to be early with that. Because even though like this calendar was skewed this year, it had, uh, there were extra two weeks of voting. And obviously it was a month behind um, because normally like it would end like right after uh, Thanksgiving. And if you sent a screener, like the week of Thanksgiving, that was way too late. So even with these extra two weeks, it was still too late. And so I, th- I think it was underseen. Uh, but then again, it basically maxed out at BAFTA. Correct. <laughs> Which so we'll talk about. But it, it, it was like a wash for them today. But yeah, I, I, I just feel like this was a missed opportunity for them yeah. because I think they could have done really well here. And uh, like, like it could have won ensemble. You know, and I, I think they they were trying to I think they saw are trying to leg out theatrically. Um, and that's why they they kept the, the screener at bay. They, they just flew too close to the sun. Right. Um, and we've and seen that I, before. Like you were saying, I think we were talking about this last week. A lot of like like Wolf of Wall Street was one that like missed. Because yeah. Of, like, yeah. Also, the other difference is like a lot of those late breaking films in past years, like those were like Christmas releases as well. Like like the post, you know, or like Phantom mm-hmm. Thread. Right. Like those also underperformed at SAG. Um, but, and like, you know, they had like late screen or like little woman. I was saying like last week, like oh, yeah, when that was late, I just like dropped it completely from SAG, mm-hmm. but I was still confident it would get in to uh, at the Oscars and did. And, you know, got two acting nominations too. Uh, but like with like West side, like it opened before Christmas, you know? So I think they were hoping like people like went up screenings, like the, mm-hmm. not the SAG, the guild screenings. And then maybe would like go out and see it themselves. Um, so it wasn't like a late, like wide release, but I think it was still like the screener issue. 
Yeah. And if you're watching this, I mean, like you guys are talking like missing Don't Look Up was like came out much later. Obviously, I think it's a different animal because it's got the most recognizable names on earth. And it was but also it's on Netflix the, and the SAG loves Netflix. Correct. Like it's not it's not that like they don't like watching digital screeners. Like we said before, like right. West Side Story didn't send a physical screener. It's like they know how to navigate Netflix. Right. And I, exactly. I don't think like they care to like log on to the screening site and like figure out like how to like hook it up to a computer to watch it like on their big screen TV or whatever, yeah. you know, like exactly. all that stuff. So uh, Joyce, early favorites. So like two things, uh, A, do you want to, should we wait to talk House of Gucci? Cause I'm like ready to throw that in like as a best picture um, nominee at the Oscars. And then B, yeah. what do you think is going to win? I know you haven't made your picks yet, but I, mean, uh, I can, I can do it live right now. I guess. Uh, like, like, again, I think this was a complete misopportunity for West Side Story because they could have won here. And now I'm just like, I don't know. Um, I actually, I, I think, I think Don't Look Up can actually win, even though this is its only nomination here. It it will be like in the vein of like uh, Parasite and uh, Black Panther, uh, Lord of the Rings. Um, it has the largest uh, nominated right. cast, obviously. Right uh the the starriest as well um and and likely expected it's it's playing well to the industry because it also basically maxed out uh at the bathroom long list um i could also see house of gucci winning i actually thought house of gucci maybe could win but i put coda in i thought maybe coda would win only because i feel like it had the additional though i guess house of gucci would do too but i was like I don't know. I just felt like Coda maybe is the one because it was it performed maybe as expected. House of Gucci, though, I really think could make a play and it would be like, I guess, like a David O. Russell type win. Right. Like when American Hustle won or or whatever, because. Yeah, um, I, I could see what you're saying about Don't Look Up, though. And I think maybe that does win, because like we said, the industry definitely loves it. And I think a lot of actors love it. And the cast is you have everyone from like the biggest stars in the world, obviously like Leo and Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence to like very well liked like character actors like Melanie Linsky and like Rob Morgan. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like a broad spectrum of actors mm-hmm. uh, and different levels of the industry. And I think that could help it win. I don't think I will say this. I don't think Belfast is going to win uh, based on how I performed elsewhere uh, here. I don't uh, think yeah, it, it was. Um, and I I guess you know it's it's weird because I I think like at this like or like leading up to like today you know people were sort of like maybe doubting Katrina Balfe and like she was the one to get it and then both Belfast guys got snubbed. Um, yeah. So yeah. So but it is I guess of these five films here it is the closest to a best picture front runner because I still think like Power of the Dog, even though it's not here, but I expected it not to be here, right. um, is still in the pole position. So I guess you could say like Belfast is probably top two, top three. Yeah. Um, I mean, like I think all of these movies, so now the, to back, the four of these movies we are, we've all mostly had in best picture at the Oscars, Belfast Coda, Don't Look Up and King Richard. And then I think House of Gucci is getting it. Just based on this. I, and, you know, I'm ready to like dump Spider-Man for so House of Gucci. <laughs> we've talked about Spider-Man, still love Spider-Man. And I know if people are watching this again, they're probably like, you absolute hack. Because uh, we spent so much time talking about Spider-Man. But I was like, I think we overlooked the fact is House of Gucci was a box office hit as well. So it's like irrelevant in that conversation. If you're like, oh, how are the Oscars going to nominate movies? No one has seen like they do. And maybe that's how Spider-Man gets in. But House of Gucci was relatively seen, you know, pretty widely uh, at the box office. Not it's it's the least. most successful adult drama. Right. Of the pandemic. So. And it's got again, because it's a really Scott movie and has like in, impeccable crafts and like all these different people in the departments have worked with a bunch of other people. And I think the actors obviously love the film as well. And it does have that like kind of American hustly vibe. I could see it getting in now. I really could. I, and I would say as we go through this, I'm like, 
we had talked about maybe Lady Gaga and Jared Leto missing Oscar nominations. And now I'm like, oh, maybe not. I think they'll probably um, remember on Friday when I was like, I'm going to like take on Nicole and Gaga. But like I knew like they would change, like my picks would change yeah, like know. after today. And they are. <laughs> so I just took a five day sabbatical. <laughs> so, uh, OK, so let's do, let's go through the rest here. Uh, best act, male actor in a leading role. Uh, which we'll call best actor for SAG Awards. Uh, Javier Bardem being the Ricardo's Benedict Cumberbatch, Power of the Dog, Andrew Garfield, Tick, Tick, Boom, Will Smith, King Richard, Denzel Washington, Tragedy Macbeth. Pretty straightforward list here. I guess the only quote unquote surprise was ben, uh, Javier Bardem here for mm-hmm. being the Ricardo's, though. I'm very, I, I think it's, he is so charming and like really likable in the movie and obviously has a lot of SAG support because he was a nominee here for like Skyfall, like we've talked about in the past. So, I was not surprised to see him show up here. I'll be curious to see how this translates over the Oscars. I feel like yeah, four probably are safe, right? Like, I mean, Denzel, I think, is going to probably get in at the Oscars. Yeah, well. like uh, Benedict, Andrew, Will, and Denzel, I think, are safe now. So then for the fifth spot, you would have Javier Bardem. You'd have maybe Bradley Cooper still for Nightmare Alley, though that really flopped here pretty much, except for... Hey, listen, Kate, Kate got in. Uh Maybe Joaquin Phoenix, though that has seemingly died off. Maybe Nicolas Cage for Pig. I think Peter Dinklage for Cyrano probably needed this nomination. Yeah. And that he didn't get it is a little bit of a demerit on his uh, award season candidacy. Would you agree? Yeah. And I was that that's why I never predicted him here, even though obviously like everyone loves him. Um, But it just felt like, you know, like Cyrano, they delayed the release and everything. Uh, and it was just like, I, I felt like it was under scene and it didn't feel like it was a high priority screener for them. Right. And I know, like, I think he was like in the top five, right. And like predicted to get in here. I think I had him in predicted and he did not. Yeah. So I think like, you know, I think most people are thinking like that fifth five was between him and Leo, uh, cause of how don't look up blew up over the holidays and I didn't even yeah. mention Leo as a fifth spot for the Oscars. So you've had, you've been on the Leo train for, for so long, Joyce. I know. So, and, and yesterday when I was like floating the idea of like adding Javier instead of Leo, I, I literally had Javier in for five minutes. And by the time I went through the other categories, I was like, I'm, I'm going to change it back. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't know who I would put in to my like Oscar in that fifth spot in the Oscars. Cause it seems like, yeah, like, but the same time, like that, like Javier got in, like I could easily see him missing at the Oscars and I, I could, could see, like a passion pick, like Nicholas Cage getting in, in the vein of like a one, the foe for at eternity's gate, you know? Right. I think Nicholas Cage has a really strong shot and I think he's obviously like an industry favorite. I feel like a lot of people like him and he's kind of like aged into that, like, spot where like a lot of young actors are like 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 look up to him or like like the movies that obviously grew up on his movies so they're like you know in awe of him if you watch the hollywood report around table with the actors like he's like the elder statesman there which is just weird to me and because just, it's like oh like amazing horse stories rain man amazing stuff on. just amazing and i'm like you know he's been doing a lot of knock around roles and stuff <laughs> recently and like this is definitely a return to form i think for his you know, his talent and obviously he's a former winner. So I could see Nicolas Cage getting in. I think Javier Bardem is a strong shot. I still don't believe in Leo as much as you do, just because I don't think it's like an all-time Leo no, this would This would be probably like just film-wise his worst reviewed film if he were to get in at the Oscars. Right, I, right. I don't, like I, like I said last time, like this is the true test for him if he could get in here. Um, and he didn't like right. the, the ensemble got in. So I, there's still like a path for him to the Oscars. Like he didn't make the long list, uh, at BAFTA. Yeah. So, but I don't, I don't know if he, I could see him both like getting the necessary number one votes, uh, for the Oscars, um, on the nominating ballot. Um, but also not getting enough, if you know what I mean? Right. Like it's and I it's not truly it's so divisive that it's like not like a truly passion pick and it's not his best performance ever either. So right. And I think that's why I'd still like my lean towards Bardem because I think while well, maybe it's not his best performance ever, it's definitely like I can't he's not done stuff like this in the awards movies that he's been in contention for. You know what I mean? He's he's mm-hmm. more known for 
either obviously like playing incredible villains or like deadly serious stuff like beautiful uh beautiful was you know what i mean like or, or the sea inside right wasn't that him as well was that his movie joyce i know they didn't get nominated but uh it just this is sorry i just more... like stopped listening because i was like doing my predictions <laughs> Go, <laughs> fine continue uh, <laughs> i was like this is much more of a lighthearted. uh you know there's more light like a lighter touch to to what he does with desi arnaz mm. and being the ricardos and i think that could really help propel him in i mean i don't know we'll see i i, I this these four, like we said, Ben and Cumberbatch, Andrew Garfield, Will Smith, and Denzel Washington feel pretty set. And I have Andrew Garfield winning, Joyce. We've talked about. I, I put him back in first because I, yeah, I, I have him winning definitely. at SAG, and I think he'll might go all the way at the Oscars, but we'll see. Uh, I mean, I I know like Will is the front runner, yes, um, but there is a lot of passion for Andrew's performance. It feels like the a lot of the actors really do have warm. Um, you know, you, you saw Juliana Margulies' yes. uh, Instagram last night. So, yes, yes. Uh, people love, love Andrew Garfield. All right. Best actress choice. This was a, 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 a doozy wild category. Uh, so, let's um, I, oh, you can re- read the nominees. Okay. Jessica Chastain, <laughs> Isaac Tammy Faye, Olivia Coleman, Lost Daughter, Lady Gaga, House of Gucci, Jennifer Hudson for Respect, and Nicole Kidman for Being the Ricardos, and no Kristen Stewart. Uh, uh Yeah. Joyce, what happened and what are we going to do about it? So uh, yesterday, while we were uh, discussing Javier Bardem, we also discussed the possibility of Kristen Stewart being snubbed. And I talked to two other people about this at the same time yesterday. And we all were like, oh, yeah, she could get snubbed. But then like two minutes later, we're like, she'll probably get in. Like she won't win SAG, but she'll get like we've been saying this the entire time. Like she's not going to win SAG, even if she ends up winning the Oscar. Uh, and then you just snub her completely. <laughs> so. Pretty, uh, pretty wild. Uh, I guess it's hard to say I didn't see it coming because we did talk about it, even yeah. though people have to take us at our word that we were slacking about this because we never, I don't think, put it in in any kind of writing. Or, we can or, we can just, you know, attach a screen grab of our. Well, we do have the receipt. Yesterday. I guess I would say, like, I'm not surprised. And I'm also would not. I'm not even convinced she'll get Oscar. No, I don't even know if she'll get nominated at the Oscars. I think she I, will. Maybe. I think she will, but I think she's like number five now. If she gets in, she'd be number five. I think the problem is the movie just doesn't have a lot of passion for it. It's, and, I mean, like you're, you're a Telluride friend. And also it, it feels like it came out a thousand years ago. That's the other issue I feel like. So the, the other thing about us is, is like, I think Neon did like the best job it could with it. Like it, it, it hit the festivals, mm-hmm. obviously. Uh, it was released in November. They did a ton of press in the lead up. She, she, you know, she did everything. And uh, they also sent out screeners early for SAG. So this was not a late screener issue. No. Like they just did not take to it. And there are always like uh, these stories of people walking out of these screenings, like this, the guild screenings, because they were just like WTF, like your pal. <laughs> right. Um, and the and, other thing uh, is like you, I think yeah. you, we talked about, like if you look at the, the list of nominees outside of Olivia Coleman for the lost daughter, who we could say that's in a very arty, arty movie. I'd say it's definitely at least in the same area code as Spencer. Right. I think it's better personally. And I think there it's more entertaining certainly, but mm-hmm. it is definitely an art house movie. These other four uh, performances and uh, movies are as mainstream down the middle things as you can find. And uh, just- all, all playing real people. And all playing real people. And I think uh, Spencer then with uh, Kristen Stewart is a complete outlier because it's not a traditional bio. And while she is doing Princess Diana, it's definitely not like any of these other actresses doing their person. And I think that hurts her performance because obviously there is a reason why biopics do so well in awards. People like that traditional uh, expectations and by subverting those expectations, maybe you're going to win more critical acclaim like Spencer has, obviously, because people really like it, uh, especially critically. But uh, maybe, you know, when you're sitting down with the screener, you just want the eyes of Tammy Faye version of Princess Diana, not the Spencer version of Princess Diana. Yeah, the like Spencer as a whole, you know, uh, what, what do they call it? A fable? Yeah. Yeah. And the opening title card. Yeah, it's uh, I, I think it's just alienating. To, That's a great word, Joyce. You nailed it. Alienating <laughs> is right. To uh, just just like a populist group like SAG. Yes. Um, 
So, and, and like, you know, we've mentioned before it's, it's SAG-AFTRA now for the last, since the, oh no, 10 years now. Oh my gosh. It's been 10 years since they merged. Um, so it's not just actors in there. So you could like, you could get mad that like, oh my God, actors like can't appreciate Kristen Stewart's performance, but it's not just actors as part of the membership anymore. You just have like, uh, you know, like radio people, like sure. your local news reporters, just media personalities and now influencers <laughs> can vote too. So, you know, they might not understand the nuances of acting and like performances as like right. an actor does, you know? Um, and, and yeah, like it's not your typical biopic, like all these, like, I think oh, the fact that Olivia got in, like I, I, when I considered dropping Kristen Stewart or I like, oh no, we were, we were also talking about like adding J-HUD. So right. um, when I was thinking about adding J-HUD, I would have dropped Olivia to add J-HUD. Like I wasn't going to drop Kristen to right. add her, you know? But yeah. I think the fact that Olivia got in just speaks to like her stature in history and like the respect she's commanded since the favorite. Like she, she passed the test that Leo did not pass. Like she got in with this, uh, not a biopic. This, like you said, like Lost Daughter, kind of obviously more highbrow, but I think like people just love her. That that performance is great. Yeah. Um, but it's like she she can both now appeal to like the highbrow crowd, the middlebrow crowd, and like maybe even like the lowbrow crowd, you know. Um, and like I know we joked about this like way back, like what now, like five months ago, like right after the Emmys. Um you know, about like Emma, uh, like how when, uh, when Olivia won the Emmy, like she beat Emma Corrin, her co-star who played Princess Diana. And then we were like, what if she also wins the Oscar and beats Kristen Stewart, you know, playing Princess Diana? Like mm-hmm. what could happen now? <laughs> the other thing uh, with Olivia is uh, like we were saying from a SAG standpoint, certainly and just a visibility standpoint overall, Lost Daughter is on Netflix and uh, Spencer is still not on uh, streaming. I think it's still like, you have to rent it, I believe. You know, I don't think it's not like it's on Hulu yet, even though I know Neon has like an output deal with Hulu. So that could have hurt as well. I, I'm, I guess from the Oscar standpoint, I feel like we've had a lot of, I've, I've had Nicole Kimmon in first at the Oscars and to still have her there winning uh, for, for Ricardo's uh, Lady Gaga I've had in for a long time. I think uh, Olivia Coleman as well. And I've toyed with Jessica Chastain in and out and Jennifer Hudson, mostly out. I've had her in maybe once the people who missed here that I would say beyond Kristen Stewart was like, Rachel Zegler and Alana Haim. Haim? I'll stop getting right. Haim. Uh, but we could chalk that up to either. Uh, I, mean, I think Rachel is like the screener issue. Certainly, because um, she was on the BAFTA long list. And so is uh, Alana. Alana was too, but I didn't expect her to get in here, although Bradley Cooper got in, but I think for different reasons. Yes. Um, yeah, I never, I, I've had Alana in my Oscar five. Uh, since November, um, but I never predicted her here. I just didn't think she had a right. shot against all these biopicky performances. So, so, do you think Jennifer Hudson could translate this to an Oscar nomination? It is a a, a big performance, obviously a well liked biopic performance uh, from a former winner, and it's been hanging around for literally a, a months. August, since August. I don't know. And, you know, Jennifer Hudson was she made that uh, Hollywood Reporter Actress Roundtable cover. You know, she's been like remaining visible. Uh, You know, does she get in? And I mean, honestly, could she get in over Kristen Stewart at the Oscars as well? I still think like maybe Rachel Zegler or Alana Haim uh, Haim gets in and maybe one of them. But I could see also Jennifer Hudson getting in. I I get like I kind of go back to like does she have like the passion for like number one votes or like, you know, top two votes. And I don't know just just because like, she is one of so many um, biopic performances. Like, I, I don't like, I feel like, you know, like Jessica has a lot of passion for that performance. Like she really elevates like Tammy Faye, you know, she like, does. I mean, if you watch the movie, you're like, she's amazing. Yeah, so that's it. why I was like trying to like figure out a way to like get her back in right. <laughs> last week. So now I think I'm going to have both her and Nicole in. Um, and yeah. So like someone we haven't mentioned who did not make it in here is Penelope Cruz, yes. who also missed the BAFTA long list, like not a great day. So for that the I think half is, of the Bardem Cruz household. No, um, I would say that was more upsetting from a Penelope Cruz standpoint than this. Yeah, I wasn't expecting her to get in at SAG. That yeah. would have been huge for her to get into SAG. But the fact that she missed the long list, like 
it, it's sort of stunning just like how like Kristen missed here. Um, yeah. I, I, but like Penelope is someone I can see like getting at the Oscars, like with like the passion number one votes. Maybe you know? you're right. I mean, obviously like more so than like Jay Hood. Yeah. Um, I can see that too. And then like, we, we were saying like last week, like who is going to be um, like this, this, this field, like the Oscar field could have five nominees not from uh, best picture nominees and like what if it's just gaga <laughs> like, now i think it picture? actually might be right like i really do feel like yeah because we were saying like the like the the top best picture contenders are west side story and the grish pizza like like top five you know yeah. and but like at the same time rachel zegler and alana Haim are newbies like you know like debutantes film debutantes right. and they haven't really um asserted themselves completely and in, into like the forefront of the race so and it's not fair, um, I could, but I, I could see one or two of them getting in. I, I, I don't know. I have to do, I have to be in my Oscars five. Too. But just the thing that I think that it, it's not fair because I think if it was, if there was just one newcomer, they would have a much, you know what I mean? If it was just Rachel Zegler, I feel mm-hmm. like she would absolutely get in because everybody could just focus their, like, we fell in love with this performer we've never seen before. Like, I mean, I don't think like you can, you only have to vote for one newcomer, but like, yes, no, but like I, all the attention would just be like, right. And I think having Alana and Rachel in there together, it kind of like kind of diffuses it a little bit. Who's going to win this category choice without Kristen Stewart there. I still have, I Nicole mean, like Nicole, I've had Nicole here in first, even when I, you know, I, I dropped her for five days from the Oscars. I have, I've had her winning sack. Like seems like, seems like the safe bet. I would It'll say be her first now. film sag because she's only one for Big Little Lies. Right. So. I guess the only other strong, I guess if you based on the, the strength of the films, Lady Gaga would be a, a strong runner up possibly. I can see Gaga winning. Um, yeah, so like, like Gucci is the only film, right, of the ensemble nominees to get multiple individual acting nominations. That's right. Because King Richard also surprisingly missed for yes. Alice. Pretty shocking. Yeah. Uh, let's go, let's go now to the supporting categories, Joyce, because we love the support, the supporting actor in a motion picture. Just chaos. It's <laughs> chaos. And my favorite thing, and like, I love this category so much, and I only wish Mike Feist could have made it in, but uh, I, I, I still think he can make it at the Oscars. Okay. So the nominees <laughs> in this category were my faves. Uh, ben Affleck for the Tender Bar. Bradley Cooper for Licorice Pizza, Troy Kotsa for Coda, Jared Leto for House of Gucci, and Cody Smith McBee for Power of the Dog. Neither uh, Kieran uh, Hines, Hines, Kieran Hines, Kieran Hines, <laughs> nor Jamie Dornan got in here. Uh, you were out on Jamie Dornan, I feel like, for a long time. I, I never had him in in my Oscar five, and, I, uh, and now I feel great about it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think that he, the fact that he didn't make it here is is a tough beat for his Oscar chances. And then, uh, Kieran, I, I don't know. I'm just shocked that he didn't make. Yeah, I. So I'm only mad at myself because yesterday I dropped Jared for Jamie because I felt like maybe they would be more like into Belfast. Yes. Than like the divisiveness of, uh, you know, Gucci. Uh, yeah, Gucci. Gucci. Uh, and you know, on all the pigeons. Um, but no, you know, they were way into Gucci and not Belfast. No, so uh, this category is completely unhinged and I love it. Um, and did you keep Ben? I did not. I'm such a hack. I had been in, I texted, I watched Tender Bar again. We saw Tender Bar again, another movie we saw like six months ago. And I know then, you, you like, you texted me the other night and I was like, and I, I watched it the other night. I was like, again when they were so untruthful to Long Island. <laughs> it's, it's a, it is one of the most derelict impressions of Long Island I've ever seen. Nothing makes sense in, in any kind of capacity, but it's just a regular That's, that's not what Manhasset looks like for anyone who's never been to Manhasset. <laughs> not at all. Nothing. I, my mother and father watched it. My mom was saying the same thing. And anybody who lives on Long Island is going to say, what is this? Yep. That said, uh, the movie's really kind of nice and fun. And Ben is amazing. I think he's great. And, and I put him in and then I took him out like an idiot. And let me see who I put in. Hang on. I gotta load up the I also, But I cannot believe he did that after yesterday's uh, amazing EW cover and interview by Matt Damon. Such a great, uh, it's incredible moment for me and for you. Cause we love Ben Affleck. I took him out. I have, here was my list of <laughs> sack nominees. This is so embarrassing. I'm just going to read it off. I had a here on in first. I was like, I'm so convinced. Wow. He's going to get in. I had him in first. I had Cody Spinnick, me and Troy Kotzer. 
those feel like the most basic obvious nominees and they will probably carry over into the Oscars. I think those uh, are I the had, only, like, Cody and Troy are the only locks in this category. That's it. Then I had J.K. Simmons, because all of a sudden I was like, Ricardo's love, here it comes. And well, then that's the Jamie, funny thing, because we were Jamie like, Wood. if another Ricardo's actor is getting in, uh, besides Nicole, it'll probably be J.K. Like, he was more predicted right. than Javier. So And then I had Jamie Dornan, and I took out Jared, and I took out Ben, and I took out Bradley Cooper, three of my faves, uh, for no reason. And if I would have left them all in, I would have run this category uh, just unhinged. I, so from a long BAFTA standpoint, again, not that it mat, not that it, everything has to correlate. Ben Affleck did not make the BAFTA long list. He did not. No. So that's maybe a, a, a slight that is going to be tough for him to overcome. I, I think it is. So like this category, just those, those three, uh, Ben, Jared and Bradley, like very mainstream. Yes. And then you got Cody and Troy. <laughs> Right. <laughs> who and I uh, think, not many people know. Right. Um, but who are also like the the two locks right now. I think Kieran is still fine. I think he's he's like third now. Like he but I think he'll be okay. I think he'll seems. miss or like he'll get into BAFTA if he's not top two there. Um if he misses I, a BAFTA, he's not. Then I'm just it. like, yeah. Uh, but but I, think I, I also it. think like this, like this category could easily uh translate just just two for five um at to the oscars like it did six years ago when only uh mark rylance and yes. christian bale got oscar nominations you know uh, i could easily see that happening uh Same. because uh like the academy like i feel like you know like we said like with the merger of sag aftra and then also uh the influx of new members at the academy like they're the groups are just becoming increasingly divergent and the Academy is so much smaller than SAG. Like there's only 9,000 members. And in the acting branch, I think it's just a little over 1,000. And the SAG NOMCOM has 2,500 people. Right. There's more people in the SAG NOMCOM than there are in the Academy acting branch. And there's more overlap with the BAFTA uh, membership uh, with the Academy than I think will be like with the uh, SAG uh, as a whole, like the entire SAG mem- membership, which would vote for the winners, 160,000 people, just massive. So, um, so now I don't really know what I'm going to do with the Oscars here, but well, yeah, I was, I think, so I think Cody and Troy are, are yeah, they're, I think they're good. I think I'll keep Kieran. I'm glad I never had Jamie. As a wise, um, I, as a wise person who, who Joyce Joyce once said, uh, you, a coattails here is probably a strong bet. So I think Mike Feist would probably be a much lot more likely best supporting actor nominee at the Oscars than here, and perhaps even a BAFTA. Though he did make the short list, I think he he could get in still because I think like so he like I decided after I saw West Side Story on November thirtieth that like he's going to be my Paul Racy of the year, like someone I just unconditionally support throughout yes. the season. Um, and it was a lot easier last year with Paul, even though he missed some precursors, uh, but he was like the critical favorite. Yes. So he got a nomination. I knew he wasn't winning, but it was fine. Two years ago, it was JLo for me. That did not turn out well. Uh, but I, I saw the writing on the wall when she got snubbed at BAFTA. But yeah, so I just I just want Mike to get the nomination. Um, so I, but yeah. I think he can, though, Joyce. I think you? he can because he made... Yes. Um, the BAFTA long list, like we said, I think that he has like an outside shot of getting the nomination. I don't think he'll he's top two there, but the jury could still pick him. And then, yes, like the my whole coattail BP cocktail uh, argument. And also, I think he has a lot of passion for his performance. Like, yes. I think if you watch the movie, everyone loves him. Like my friend saw it over the holidays with her parents and like she texts me she's like oh my god like they're like my parents are just like raving about like riff <laughs> yeah <laughs> no offense saying, to like, any of the other, no offense to, to and, and, or, you know no offense to david alvarez who i think is great as bernardo who's, and, who's also on the long list on the long list oh, yeah. and Anta elgord who has not been in the conversation but just <laughs> as a general as another male performer in west side story i think you walk out of that movie and you're like mike feist rules there's no other male actor in the movie who can touch his performance and yeah. then with with like someone like Rachel Zegler, you also have not only just Rita Moreno, but also Ariana DeBose, who are both really incredible in the movie. And obviously Ariana is like a front runner. For and an Rachel's Oscar. in a tougher category. Right. So I'm just saying like you walk out of mess. The only really the male actor you're walking out of West Side Story thinking about is Mike Feist. He like rules. And uh, yeah, I think he can get in. And then that would leave. So if you have Kieran, Cody, Troy, Mike Feist, 
the, I mean, the other, like you've, we've talked about the other coattails potentials would be like uh, Jesse Plemons for power of the dog. I still think is in play though. I really could have seen him more likely getting nominated here than even at the Oscars. Cause I think he's got like a very good, strong reputation among actors. And then uh, I don't know, maybe Bradley Cooper then for licorice pizza is like actually like pretty set. I think that he got in here when nothing else from that film got recognized, probably a late, screener as well and another kind of in the same boat as West Side Story from a it I think know, it got the screener like a week before West Side Story. So it's like not the not the most uh but also he's like super famous. <laughs> super famous he is and he has Nightmare Alley which obviously like yeah probably but I really do think I think he'll get in at the Oscars Bradley. So I think yeah, then so like, I, I like um I've had Jesse Clemens in for I guess like a month since I made like my, my coattail argument. I think I'm going to actually drop him for Bradley now. I think this is like major for Bradley to get into SAG um for a 7 minute cameo and also the fact that like he's done no press for this movie at all. Like no. like none of the the non Alana and I don't even think Cooper has done that much press Cooper Hoffman. He hasn't done Probably Alana. Yeah. Like, no, like Sean Penn, like nobody, like none of those like supporting slash cameos uh, have done any press. So he's just like cruising to he's just <laughs> another cruising nomination his here, like his yeah. ninth nomination. Um, but I think he's in. Yeah. So I, I like, I think I might put him back in, but, but also because like Liberish pizza is a best picture nominee as well, right. or like we're expecting it to be. Whereas with Jared, like, yes, like Gucci could be one, but I think it's also like his performance is also divisive. I think, and I think like yeah. a lot of like the love for that movie is with Gaga. Right. Um, I think Gaga's performance is like unimpeachable. Like even yeah. people who are lukewarm on the movie are like, she's really great. And I think Jared's performance, your mileage may vary because yeah. it's very big. Like um, and then with Ben, who I would love to see get nominated for The Last Duel. <laughs> um, I, I think like, like we said last week, I think he could be the Jared Leto of the year, um, like of the little things like last year, you know. Yeah. Um, cause he's, he, if he gets in here, he would be a lone nominee. That's going to be a big cat- issue. Like the sporting categories favor, uh, coattails, like people in best picture contenders, like mm-hmm. and bar, no offense, it's not getting nominations anywhere no. else. And it's not getting no other nominations. Right. Yeah. It's and I also can't see it being a passion pick that gets a lot of number one votes. So I wonder though, here's the thing. If it was anybody other than Ben, I would say yes, but I think he's done you know, the guy's got nine lives in Hollywood. He's obviously a comeback guy. I think the way he's shaped his narrative in like the EW cover, like you were talking about, is that he's now focused on being an actor and he's giving his best performances of, of his career off the way back, Last Duel and Tender Bar. And you could argue he's not wrong. Like those are three he's, great he's performances, not. right? He's, like, he's always he's always been a, a great actor. I think he's just been misused because yes. he's not all, your traditional leading man. Right. And now all these movies are like kind of using him properly that plus. So I think he's got a great narrative. I think obviously he's like got a lot of goodwill amongst people in Hollywood, even though he kind of like stepped in it with that, like Jennifer Garner, uh, Howard Stern interview, while a lot of it was taken Which out of context. I think was completely taken out of context. It was. But, listen to it, so. I know. I, I don't disagree. I, I believe I, I, I watched it, but I'm just saying like people, if they didn't listen, if they didn't take the time. Oh yeah, for sure. Context. It's just like the Jeremy Strong profile. Yeah. Right. It's just like, he's terrible. Like, but he kind of like came back from that. Obviously the EW cover, I think is great. He's obviously really well liked. I think when he works at George, obviously George Clooney directed Tender Bar, you know, we have Argo as like a example of like, it's a good luck charm. And I think having George Clooney out there stumping for Ben Affleck will only help Ben Affleck. Like when we saw it months ago uh, now, George like was very charming and gregarious and a great salesman for the movie and for Ben, even though Ben wasn't there. I don't know. I could see if there is somebody to break that lone nominee spell, I could see it being him. And I guess the only case I would have then would be, does Kieran and Jamie, do they actually cancel each other out for Belfast? And is it like a situation where we've kind of expected Kieran to take the leap and like, be the be the front runner of that category from that from Belfast from as among the men the supporting men but I'm like Jamie Dornan is really well liked maybe that is why maybe they're just gonna knock each other out there's not enough support for either of them and then maybe Ben sneaks in so you're saying like a reverse uh 
Daniel Kaluuya and Lakeith Stanfield. <laughs> kind of, yeah, honestly. Because I wonder if you're just like, oh, like if you're th- if you're looking at this category, like does the depth of, and I'm just, this is just like idle, nonsensical speculation, but <laughs> is the, the depth of the category, like we've said, there's like, literally you could come up with another five sagna, you know what I mean? It's like a crazy deep category or like a lot, a lot of lack of consensus beyond like Cody Smith McVie and Troy Kotzer. Does that actually hurt the Belfast guys and specifically Huron, because like, you know, when you get down to it, are you going to be like, Oh, I'm going to put, you know, maybe I'll, I'll put him five, you know, will he not have enough top support because you're going to be like, Oh, I'd rather like kind of weigh, you know, one of these other longer shots, like a Ben Affleck or Jared Leto or whatever over Huron. I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, yeah, I like I could see that as well. Like, like him not getting enough, like number one votes. Yeah. Yeah, like that could be a problem, I think. Yeah, because I also like it, it's weird because I can never get a consensus on how people feel about the performances in this movie. Because right. um, I feel like you talk to like people who've seen it and like someone thinks like Katrina is the best and someone thinks like Kieran is the best um, and someone like loves Jamie. You know, I guess like Judy is the only one who's doesn't get like raves on par with them. Um, She's just not in it enough. Yeah, she's she's not. Although she has like the the final line and the, and the shot. final image, yeah, yeah. So and you know, Karen also exits the movie um, halfway through. I don't know, like yeah, he does halfway through, and he's yeah. only got like. I mean, if you think like, I guess but, not, none of the adults are in it a lot. That's that's true, and also I think if you're thinking of like the memorable moments, like you said, I think he's got the least memorable moment. He's got like you know, he's his emotional character because he plays the boy's grandfather. And obviously he ends up like imparting a lot of wisdom on him. But I mean, like the standout moments in the movie are like Katrina Balfe on the bus and Jamie Dornan singing and Judy Dench in the last shot. Like those to me are like the three best moments in the movie. And he's not in any of those moments. And no, I wonder, he just like, he just gives buddy like advice. Right. And it's just yeah. not as memorable as those other things. And I think if you're, if you're not a big fan of the movie, and you're just kind of like remembering the movie, you might be like, oh, yeah, he was good, but I'd like Ben Affleck better. You know, and I don't know. I, I mean, it is a pretty wide open category. I, I don't know. I could see him missing it at Oscars. Too, yeah, I, guess I think, we'll I think we're kind of banking on him, like getting in at BAFTA yeah. just because he's like, you know, a veteran and right. stuff. Um, and then that will be enough for him to make it in Oscars. But yeah, I could, I could see them both missing there. Just like here, like I said, it could go two for five and yes. I would not be surprised. No, uh, but, but bless uh, the Ben Affleck nomination. Any, anybody else here, Joyce, who we not mentioned who you think you can get in, I guess, at the Oscars based on. Um, I, what was there? Like, uh, I, well, I do feel bad for Robin DeJesus because I know some people were kind of uh, predicting him as like an outside shot. Um, also to like sort of, I guess, like validate um, like an Andrew Garfield prediction to win right. or like that or like Ticket Boom in Ensemble. So um, I don't know who else. Was I think that's there. it. I mean, like we like yeah. said, it is, it is a very deep category, but I was I was very pleased to see Ben there. And I have Cody Smith McPhee winning. I, I think don't... he's just like like going to sweep now. <laughs> so I guess the only thing only only pause was. Uh, does Troy or J- I, I don't know, does Troy have enough juice to win? I don't think he does, but I, I don't, I think like the nomination will probably be his reward. I guess yeah. you could say like maybe Coda is more like mass appealing than that was the talk. thinking, but I don't know. But I think Cody has built up so much momentum. Like I think he also benefited from like the early perception of the race, like way back in the fall when, you know, everyone was talking about him, have the dog. And people are also talking about Belfast and people were double predicting Belfast here. And now like they, they, like those two guys both flopped here. Right. And no one was even talking about Troy that much. Cause it was kind of like, you know, maybe Marley Matlin and she hasn't right. made anything either. Right. So, and then like Troy, like once he won like the Gotham award, that's when he started like really popping, right. but Cody has still been dominating like critics awards and everything. So I think he could just sweep up from here on out. I think he might as well. And it is a great performance. So, uh, That'll be nice. And then finally, for Joyce, for the the acting we, uh, best supporting actress, we've talked about this: Katrina Balfe, Kate Blanchett, Ariana DeBose, Kirsten Dunst for, for Nightmare Alley. <laughs> Not yes, Kate Blanchett for Nightmare Alley, Ariana DeBose for West Side Story, uh, Kirsten Dunst for Power Dog, and Ruth Nega for Passing. So Ruth Nega was a surprise. No Anjan, no Anjan Ellis. 
Uh, which um, is- so I like remember last week when I was like, if Ruth makes it in here, I think she's good for the Oscar nomination. So I'm putting her in or putting Same. her back. She was also in the BAFTA long list. Yes. Which that was less surprising, but um and so Ruth wasn't I, even was, I was like so happy about like Ruth getting in that I n- initially did not even realize that Anjanou was snubbed <laughs> like I, I I like I I heard like Kate Blanchett so I was like oh my god like she made it in and maybe like you know like Marley didn't get in and then right. like Ruth got in and it didn't even like occur to me that like someone was snubbed until like like I realized like Chris Zero was snubbed but I was like oh my god Anjanou was snubbed like 10 minutes later <laughs> so I could very easily see this five tra- of all the nom- all the nominations and categories we've talked about. This is I could actually see this one translating five for five at the Oscars. I even don't think it- like with Cade. Yes, I could really see that happening. Uh, even though Nightmare Alley is seemingly flopped, I think people really really love Cate Blanchett in that movie, and she's like a deliciously uh, you know mischievous and and villainous in the film. And I think it's just a bigger kind of louder performance than Anjanae Ellis. And I think maybe that'll end up hurting her. I, I don't know. I, I, I've had Anjanae Ellis like in there since August, but I'm not convinced it's going to happen. I just, you know what the problem is? I wonder if there's a lot of, is there enough passion for her performance? Like, I think, you know, it's maybe four or five on a lot of people's ballots. And again, maybe if you end up, maybe just ends up missing because of that. I don't know. Yeah. I think this is, the snub that like it like it's the low-key big snub that is not being talked about enough well i don't know but like i think everyone's talking about kristen stewart and yeah. it's like oh yeah or the like, belfast guys yeah or, and like you know oh yeah angelina was also snubbed but like the fact that i mean we all expected will to get in that wasn't a surprise but like king richard also got into ensemble and she was snubbed and I like I know people like you know for months were also maybe she wasn't number one the prediction center but people like thought she could win this if not the Oscar right. and now she's not even nominated here and that is a very SAG friendly performance King Richard is a very SAG friendly film mm-hmm. yep um you know like aspirational inspirational she has like a big moment right in the middle of the film you know she lays into will smith um that that's her oscar clip uh so it's like the fact that she like she missed to like a performance in a film that has not been doing well like nightmare alley like it i think it only got like four mentions um, the long list, you know, and obviously just for Kate here, Kate made the long list, but for don't look up. So I'm just like, that could cancel. <laughs> she right. could cancel herself out. Maybe. She can't get double nominated in the same category. Um, I think Anjanou can still get in at the Oscars. So I think like of all the categories, I think this category has the most firm possible lineup with Ariana, Kirsten, Katrina, uh, Ruth, and ingenue, but I could also see her missing because I think Ruth will have the passion boats and get like number one to get in. Absolutely. And I think like the others are kind of set. I mean, I, if I, Kirsten Dunst, I think the, the fear was maybe she was going to go down the path of like um, Amanda Seyfried last year, missed it SAG, obviously still got in at the Oscars, but the fact that she got in here, it just feels like locked in that she'll get in at the Oscars. It's Oscar. funny because I know a lot of people were doubting Kirsten. Yeah, to get in here and like she's the one who got in and uh, it's Anjanou that missed, you know? I mean, I, I guess, I don't know. I, I just think it can, I could see Kate getting in for Nightmare Alley. I really could. I think the headline of that movie is her performance and Bradley Cooper in the end of the movie. And so, and like all the craft stuff. And so I could still see her getting in. I don't know. But um, the others are all safe. And I think Ariana DeBose, the fact that Rita Moreno did not get in here, which I felt like was a really good shot of her getting in here, even though the screeners were late and everything. But the fact that Ariana got in with all the West Side Story uh, issues of, you know. Yeah, I mean, that just shows like how far ahead she's been. So I like I think Rita has an outside shot at the Oscars. Um, But yeah, I guess it just depends on like how big they go on West Side Story. And, you know, this is the category that's friendliest to double nominees. Yes. So, so who do you got here, Joyce? Ariana, right? For winning? Yeah, I have Ariana. Yeah. Uh, 
I mean, so before we go, Joyce, uh, anything else on the BAFTA long list? Anything that shocked you? Um, I don't know if, I mean, well, like we said before, Don't Look Up got 15. <laughs> long so Don't Look Up is going to get like a ton of nominations at the Oscars. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be so sure about that, but because I actually looked up last year's. So here, let me read off last year's stats. Please. Um, so last year, Trout Chicago 7 uh, was on, had 15 long list mentions, got three nominations. Okay. Mank had 14, translated to six. Promising Young Woman had 13, got six. Okay. So those were like the top three. So Don't uh, Look Up could get like picture, screenplay, a few more. Score. Score, right. <laughs> editing. Maybe. I don't know if any of the actors will get in. Like, I don't, like, well, I don't I think Leo I, was I, top two and I can't see the juries picking him. I will say, uh, I was kind of surprised that Jennifer Lawrence made it. That kind of okay. stood out to me. And I was like, I wonder if she'll get in here at BAFTA just on her name alone. Mm. And it is a really, I think she's the best performance in the movie. So if you like the movie a lot, Maybe you like her the best. I just, I can't see the jury picking her because I don't think she'll be, in, I don't know who is in the top two. I mean, no, right. no one does, but like, I mean, right. I can't. I can't see her being in the top two. two like, cause I don't think like Kristen Stewart's in the top two now. No, I think um, it'll be like, a late, I mean, what if it's like Olivia Coleman and Lady Gaga? Honestly, I could see it as like Olivia and Nicole. Like I, yeah. Well, the other, other wild card I would say is uh, Renate Renzive. I think she would be a jury pick. So I think she can get in here. I did I I I doubt I said her name right. Uh but it looks like no, that, that, that was good. <laughs> that was good. Renate Renziv. Yes. Uh for worst person in the world. Another late comer from Neon. It's not even out yet. I think it comes out like I mean it's it's going to be at Sundance. You know what I mean? It's like it's screened though at a lot of different festivals. So um yeah, I could see, I mean, that people love that movie. I think it's a lot in the same conversation as like a Alana Heim. Yeah, uh, like I can I can see Renata being a jury pick. I can see Tessa Thompson being a jury pick. I was gonna say Tessa Thompson Rachel, too would be a jury pick. Rachel Zegler being a jury pick. Um or Amelia so, Jones. So there's there's six slots. So there's two, the top two automatically get in. We right. don't know who they are. And then the jury picks four. So um, then, I don't I don't know about Kristen Stewart. <laughs> I mean, if she misses here, even with the I don't okay, know. Okay, so the other thing is um Oscar nomination voting closes before BAFTA nominees are announced. So BAFTA okay. nominees won't influence Oscar nominating voting. No, but we'll have a good idea of what the yes. large international body of uh, voters maybe is, is thinking. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I was like, I'm looking, nothing really else stood out, I guess, from a SAG standpoint. Well, I guess like for, for in, in lead actor, um, uh, on the Belfast side, Jude Hill did not get long listed. Scott Feinberg is going to be upset because he had him in there still. I think for best actor, yeah, so that's Oscar, that's not so. that's not great for it because a uh, uh, Woody Norman, also another child actor, got long listed in supporting actor. I mean, you can and, say like, supporting is different than lead, but but Cooper Hoffman got in the, on the short list for Liquor's Pizza, so long list, I guess it is. Hmm. For in the lead actor, um, but like your one of your faves, uh, Ana de Armas got in for. No I saw that and I love that. I got to be honest, I'm into that. The long list has Ana de Armas and Anya Taylor Joy from last night. And so, two great performances and two very mainstream movies that uh, did not maybe do. What, what if the jury picks Ana de Armas? I mean, they would be awesome if they did, and she would definitely deserve it. If Bradley Cooper could get in for Licorice Pizza, which is a great performance, so should Anna DeArm. She rules. She, it. She's in it for more than seven minutes, right? She's in it for like nine minutes. <laughs> and she rules. Just abashed him. Absolutely the best part of the movie. Um, I mean, I haven't seen it, like, but that's what everyone says. Like, she comes in, kills it, and then leaves. So how about another one, just looking at the back along with Ann Dowd made it for Mass, but obviously no SAG any love for mass. It felt like if Annette Dow was going to get in any Oscar conversation, she had. Yeah. It, it's unfortunate. Cause I like bleaker, like the word on the street was like, they really targeted their campaign towards the actors, obviously. Yeah. Cause it's, you know, that whole film is just the four of them. Um, and yeah, they came up short. And I think, um, so for the, the compilation of the long list, it's the top 12 vote getters. And then 
uh, three jury picks for a total of 15. So I think and Dowd was a jury pick to make the long list because mass didn't even make um, any screenplay. Else. Yeah. Yeah. Last one here. And then we'll wrap up from a Baptist perspective. Uh, Jesse Buckley for the lost daughter. I could see her making it in either from a jury selection or basically from the jury. Do you think she has any shot at the Oscars? Again, it would be a long shot. And we've already talked about how supporting actress is kind of like firmed up, but I think if lost daughter ends up overperforming at the Oscars, she can seriously make it in. She's awesome. Yeah. In that movie. Um, I think it would be similar to um, when Sally Hawkins co-tailed off of Kate Blanchett for Blue mm-hmm. Jasmine, uh, which did not make it into Best Picture. But the difference is that Kate was stomping that entire season. She just <laughs> swept, uh, which Olivia is not doing right now. Not yet. So, Wait until. Not, no, not yet. but she hasn't. She hasn't. You know, like Kate won everything. Yeah. True. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Joyce, uh, this was fun. If you're watching this and like one of the things to talk about TV, go watch our TV. Uh, yeah, so more, more succession talk. Saying. We'll talk there. about uh, succession and also Yellowstone, which I. Yes, your bragging rights. My one, bragging, my one bragging, right? Joyce, this is fun. We'll talk more about this, obviously, in the future, but <laughs> talk to you later. For all things Hollywood competition and award season, head to goldderby.com and follow us on social media at Gold Derby. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.